check it out. Oh, shit. Well, shit. What are y'all doing? This is awful. I hate everything. I hate everything. Whatever. I, get, I don't podcast anymore. <laughs> it's just record. I don't know if it's recording over it. I don't know if there's going to be four things here. We're just going to see what happens. Yeah, it's never looked like that before, has it? And it's still- It started back over on top of whatever we had just recorded. That's interesting. Josh, I blame you fully. <laughs> Are my lines are my lines popping up? You have bigger squiggles now. I have bigger squiggles. Okay, it must so, be working. According anyway. to my medical opinion, <laughs> that means it's working. Do you concur, uh. doctor? Why do not concur? I did nothing either. I, well, that makes me feel... I tried my best to do something this weekend. Because I was at home without Josh for a while. I get very unmotivated when he's not here on the weekend to clean myself. Mm-hmm. But I can normally power through and, you know, get some things done. But I just could not get with it this weekend. Yeah. I'm the opposite if I'm home alone, which never happens anymore, but if I am ever by myself, that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself. I can, <laughs> I can get everything done. Because I could get everything done in 45 minutes yeah. by myself. That could take me, you know, eight hours of having the babies home alone with me to do. But this weekend, though, I even said out loud to Nate a couple times, like, <laughs> God, we have done absolutely nothing productive at all the living room got vacuumed and that was the extent of cleaning this weekend i love a productive time well we're same, both yeah. yeah we're both the same with it. this weekend was just crazy though so my sister's in this is her family christmas time basically yeah. and then it's my brother-in-law's birthday and they had a cabin in gallenberg and josh was also gone because there was a bachelor party in gallenberg that he was at oh. at the exact same time and he had a show so you had a busy weekend. There was, well, I didn't oh. personally. <laughs> Josh had a busy yeah. weekend. And I saw my sister and we got some things on. Some wedding Some things. wedding stuff that I wasn't necessarily involved with. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was like a weird weekend where I actually was here by myself. It was really rainy and dreary this yeah. weekend too. And I think the weather affected my mood and definitely my productivity we got our christmas presents from my parents last night (laughs) i felt i felt really bad because it was so the way mom works she just she only wants to get you something that you're going to use or Uh like specifically and well those are good presents though exactly exactly so i sent her just my amazon wish list so like you can share it with people Mm -hmm. and i was like here because it's just like uh window shopping i feel like window shopping i've scrolled through and okay that would be cool to have yeah Yeah. like someday in the far future i might buy this Mm -hmm. just put that away for later and my sister apparently didn't really get back to her on what she wanted. And so me and Josh had this like big pile of presents. Oh, and Leslie had, her and Ryan had like a smaller 
thing of presents. And I was like, this is why you need to do your homework, Leslie. <laughs> the, you tell me, tell her what you want so you can get it. <laughs> and it's not like, you know, we were balling out or anything. A lot of things were from Bargain Hunt and uh-huh. things like that. Because yeah. my mom's a big bargain shopper but so sorry leslie it did it made it was so funny because the family was there and they were like well dang we see who the favorite child is but wait a second <laughs> why is her pile so much bigger than mine <laughs> but it was a fun time that's good yeah i was gotta look up to see them because they didn't get to come in for christmas proper <laughs> did you do anything fun since i seen you last anything exciting <laughs> now <laughs> no actually i got to get a massage i got a massage and a facial that was my christmas present from nate that's nice but he had arranged it for me at the spa that i work at and so i'm still on maternity leave from there but they give you points for all of the services that you do mm-hmm. and where i am one of those bad therapists that never actually arranges a massage for myself he had set aside a, a decent chunk of money enough for me to pay full price which i get an employee rate anyway mm-hmm. but if i had to have paid full price for a massage and a facial and a tip for both the service providers that he just gave me that cash yeah. in a card and said this is you know for your you know go have some you time but then after my employee discount and they applied all my points that i have accrued for doing work there and not getting massages i it ended up being 16 dollars <laughs> And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then Nate was like, so I got you a $16 Christmas present. So I don't know, buy yourself something off Alta. I was like, okay. Alta is a problem. Yeah, it is. I know. I was like, "Uh, I don't really need to do that right now. But But it was was enjoyable though. I had an, it was a nice facial and a nice massage. And then I got home and Sefi was screaming. So it was like, it immediately, any relaxation that I had was done. That was Wednesday, so the day after our podcast. And then other than that, nope, just been home with babies. Feel that. Being a human pacifier. <laughs> um, sometimes you have to you have to make yourself set present stuff aside like that. Because otherwise, unless someone gives it to you and say, this is for nothing you can do that's productive. Like, mm-hmm. you have to do you have to do something fun with this. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't. Not the way that we're built, I don't think. It, it, then that's true. He knows that about me, and that's why he did it. Like, I know you would never get a massage for yourself, even though you need them. Because to me, it's always, well, yes, that would be very nice, but it also is money that could go towards paying this off, or money that needs to go towards groceries, or, you know, not something that I do myself. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you need that little... That little nudge. A little bit of bullying, just to get you something <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we should get started. That was a long intro. <laughs> Welcome to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. I am one of your hosts, yeah. Megan Cotton. And co-host Amber Fransman. So, pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Now and that everything works. Now that everything works, hopefully. I mean, what if this just wasn't recording? Oh, my God. We've had one of that those situations. Once. Yeah, we had a whole-ass episode <laughs> recorded that went away. We did. Oh, my God. Did that happen twice? It, I feel like it happened all the way once, and we just said, screw it, we'll come back again and re-record it. And then I think the second time it tried to happen, and you figured something out, when you started recording on Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. You came in in, in the clutch, so. Plug Anchor <laughs> commercial here. Yeah. <laughs> so, season six, episode five. Mm-hmm. Just 
Well, hold on. I've got a couple things for previously on. Go I wanted to mention. Previously on, not my forte. A super soft podcast. Josh is like beating his head against the wall because he thinks that the drug theory makes sense. I heard his explanation, and his explanation doesn't add up for me. I'm sorry, Josh, but it didn't make sense when you explained it either to me. In my opinion, you're banking on people buying drugs for the sketchy shirt being completely dumb. Because he's like, well, if they buy it, then they might just think it's in a green vial or whatever, or not really like pay attention until they go to put it in. And in my opinion... To counteract that, you just have to assume that these people are very dumb. Because if they've done it, they've probably done it before, and they know that the drugs... I don't know. I just wanted to give Josh, like, if you want to make your little argument here. No. But he was just very... Every time that we were, you know, like, oh, this doesn't make sense, he was like, shut up, it does. I I still don't think so, but I wanted to give credence to Josh, you know, giving his little explanation of what he thinks is true. That's mighty big of you because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I will say they are kind of making double money in that they're making money off the people wanting to, in this situation, they're making money off the people who are being degens and trying to use it for bad reasons. Mm-hmm. And they're making money off of the people buying it for recreational reasons, knowing that it's a safe drug, I guess. So they're, in theory, in this situation, making double their money. So I'm glad we're past that storyline at <laughs> yeah. this point. I'm just, I'm <laughs> happy to be done with it. And last quick thing, he made an observation that I didn't notice, but at the very end of that, when they're all at the bar right before they're taking the skids home. He said, did you notice that Katie didn't go play Buck Hunter until Derry went to go play? And I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of true. I suppose that's true. Yeah. When I was watching it, it was more just she wanted to play too. She and wanted got to be involved. Up. But if you're if you're looking at it from this newfound perspective, I, I could see that that would be like, oh, okay, now I'll go. Uh, do you have any previously on? No, because I didn't get to finish it. And that's right yeah yeah and you're you're so ready to be done with that drug that drug storyline so like uh, okay just be done and i listened to it in chunks today just in accordance with what was going on at my house at the time and i was like oh i should make note of that but i can't remember now yeah if i don't text you the second i think of it (laughs) that's my new notes it's text amber <laughs> text amber because and, even if i forget i'll remember that you text me yes. and we can go back and see what it was about exactly okay season six episode five do you how do you feel about it overall i think season six overall is just not my favorite not your season jam. yeah it it was another one of those ones there was n- n- well the mcmurray's were a little much for me this episode but overall it wasn't anything horrible it just just wasn't your favorite wasn't my favorite i get that how about you i i think i come down on a little bit more positive than you which is so weird because i feel like when we first started (laughs) maybe was it reversed when we first started or maybe have you have you always i've always been (laughs) you've been you've always graded it a little harder than me i think you've always been just a tad nicer in your in your scores but neither of us have coffee today so i don't know 
We'll see. We'll see. This could be the downfall <laughs> for everybody. All right. Season six, episode five. This is called Different Strokes for Different Folks. It's released on December 25th, 2018. Writer Trevor Risk. So I didn't. Okay. I wouldn't have guessed that, to be honest. Uh, this whole season, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was a guest writer every episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then director Jacob Tierney. It wasn't so far off base that I thought that's not them yeah yeah so i don't know trevor risk i need to is look that back. somebody who's done it before he's done it before i just remember making a joke that trevor risk is k trevor oh, wilson's yeah uh, like a superhero suit, yeah. name <laughs> <laughs> so different strokes for different folks the synopsis is the annual century club challenge at Modine's is happening katie is disturbed by mcmurray yep yep we just about all are disturbed by McMurray. Yeah. They keep adding these these things that are like, you know, the thing that happens every year, the big thing that the whole town knows about. Yeah, that we've never heard of in, uh, up until now. It happens every year. And she's been doing it since she was a kid, this adult spelling bee. <laughs> she came out of the womb spelling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so cold open... Your sister heard an old favorite on the radio the other day. Katie starts to tell the other hicks sitting at the produce stand about a song she heard on the radio. Dan is surprised to hear her mention radio, meaning terrestrial radio, considering that the internet radio, satellite radio, and podcasters are far more popular. Hey! (laughs) He listens to the My Favorite Murder podcast. Same, Daniel. (laughs) Derry listens to Taggart and Torrens which is the podcast for Jonathan Torrens, who is Noah Dick. Ah. Yeah. And Wayne listens to Howard Stern, which a lot of people do. I never have. I have seen, like, clips of interviews that he's done with people, but he's never been one of my favorite people to listen to. See, I don't even know. I know that he is one of those people I feel like you either love him or you hate him, but I don't know what he's like. I couldn't even tell you. He's he's a bit brash and so i think that's what's off-putting for the people who hate him gotcha i've never found him overly entertaining myself that's just me i know a lot of people do love him he's is a little strange that wayne as a character would like howard stern to me though yeah i don't think he's i thought it was a strange add-in of the three dairy asked if howard stern's type of radio was superior to terrestrial radio would that make it extraterrestrial that's a funny joke to me it's it's enough of a dad joke. I don't know. Anyway. I like a good dad joke. Yeah. They all laugh mockingly. <laughs> Extraterrestrial. <laughs> Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> Katie resumes her story that she heard DMX, who she low-key loves. Wayne says he likes DMX, too, because he must be an animal lover. (laughs) He's always barking like dogs in his songs. Derry gives an arf-arf in agreement, but unconvincingly. Katie says he might as well have made a cat sound. Wayne observes that no animal sound would have the same effect as a barking dog. If you tried the sound in a song, 
Dan disagrees. They take turns trying out rapping, threatening lyrics, followed by various animal noises. A cat, sheep, duck, rooster, cow, and so on. Dan is increasingly irritated. Same. <laughs> he stands up and makes a roar, startling everyone. Wayne says, I'm pretty sure that was a line he was attempting there, so you stand corrected. <laughs> and honestly, when Dan stood up and did his little roar, I was like, damn, okay, yeah. It was funny because when I started, I thought the only thing that would probably be more intimidating than a dog bark would be the lion roar. <laughs> and then Dan roars, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> same frequency, Dan. Well, I had the same problem with the whole argument. I was like, they're just using farm animals. That's yeah, why like, they don't sound very intimidating. Like, of course that's not intimidating. The way that they politely laugh at Derry and then say, fuck you, yeah. is such a friend group vibe that that made me feel like they're really friends. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me in my heart. Yes. I want Josh to make the clip of their podcasts. <laughs> and then he, I, I would like you to insert not my forte in there somehow. <laughs> that would be fun to me. <laughs> Just make that happen real quick. <laughs> Do your magic. No. Katie and Derry's barks are terrible. Not only do they not sound like DMX when he's barking, but neither of them are scary at all. It is a dog bark, but my old car, if I honked the horn at somebody, it was like, yeah, I'm honking at you. Get out of my way. My new car is like, meet me when it honks. And it's so, because un- like, I'll be like, get over to your lane, meet me. And it just completely ruins the entire thing. Josh used to have a car like that. I don't know if his Camry is, but his, his Civic was just the saddest little <laughs> beep beep. Scarlet laughs at me every time I honk at somebody now because it's just, oh, your poor little horn. But that's how I felt, oh, these poor little dog barks. Yeah, it was. it's a good try. It's just, it's not quite there. One thing I wanted to mention that I, I kind of got off on a tangent looking at the Taggart and Torrens podcast. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're also a music group and they also have a book. Really? Yeah, and their book is called... Let me see if I can say this correctly. Canadianity. Canadian it breakfast. <laughs> Good it's, job, bud. Well, it's a made up word. Canadian <laughs> All words are made up. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That's a line in an Avengers movie. <laughs> Canadianity. Tales from the true north, strong and freezing. Strong and freezing. And I thought, yeah, sounds about right. That sounds yeah. I'm sure it's funny, because he's a funny dude. Even if we don't like his even character. If we, yes, exactly. Very much, yeah. I like his character a little bit more, I think, than you do. But I do... I think that his writing humor is probably not my favorite, because I think he does the... I think he's the shred the red guy uh, and the, the poot humor. Like, all that. More. I'm pretty sure he wrote those that we don't really care for. Well, there was... Gas passing jokes in this episode, too. So, yeah. that, um, yeah. I think there's one shot in this episode. Oh, I think there's more. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I missed it. There was a lot at the end from Dan, unfortunately. Wow. I must have blacked out or something. <laughs> You're just, bleh. just. Because I remember, well, we'll get to it, yeah. I guess. But do you listen to satellite radio? No. See, I I'm, I listen to 
the radio in the car, like Katie, when yeah. I drive around and I listen to our podcast. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's basically it. I do the exact same. Sometimes I'll let the radio play just because I'd like to see what, what are the kids listening to these days? <laughs> I know Dexter gets mad at me. He's like, can we listen to this song? And I'm like, it's the radio. They just play what they're going to play. Oh. And he gets, he, cause he's of the generation. Hey, this is what I want to listen to. Let's let, do it now. Yeah, this is what I want to watch. We can just stream it. This is, you know, very instant gratification. -y. Did you listen to DMX? I mean, I've I've heard his songs. I wouldn't say I low-key love him. Yeah. It's just somebody that I've heard. And it's, Same. Yeah. Not somebody I've ever sought out to listen to. <laughs> what do you think of the rapping? No, none of them. It was all horrible. I thought of all of them, Katie would have been the most believable in my opinion, I think. If it was just them to choose from, yeah, she did the best, but they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> they well, were all When bad. they first started off, I thought they were actually saying lyrics from songs, because the way that Wayne starts off, I thought it was the jump off by Little Kim, but it's just I thought it was all just random made up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just said something that they thought sounded gangstery. They mixed a lot of different... Their actual lyrics in songs, but they've mixed them all up. So yeah. none of them are the same thing. Actual songs. Yeah. No animal sounds as tough as a dog sound. I'm the king of the jungle, bitch. Bow down. That was a great moo sound, though. I put... Wayne makes very realistic animal sounds. Yes. Like, he makes super realistic animal sounds. His rapping? Horrible. His animal sounds? Amazing. Oh my gosh, what would Jared Kiso's rap name be? Oh lord, I don't even know. I don't know. So the, the whitest guy you know. <laughs> I don't know, that might be Derry. True, that's true. <laughs> Katie repeats the ba. Like, they, I know. I, I wish they would have done something different each time. Yeah. But her coup was on point. That was crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, you almost think, that when I was watching it, I almost thought, oh, they've added sound effects. But no, it was just them. <laughs> from what I could tell. <laughs> I And I love them having fun with each other. This is a real friend group hanging out, is what the feel is. Yeah. It did have that, that vibe. Eminem opened a food truck called Mom's Spaghetti. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Josh loves Eminem. Loves him. I like Eminem too. Like he back in high school and my first few college years, I could probably still rap, not well, but all the words in time with the song yeah. for a lot of his songs. Joshua Falls, the new stuff that comes out. I think I, I think he just put something out recently, and I mean, like he stays on it. If, uh, he, if something's released, he's like, I'm he, gonna listen to it today, <laughs> or it's coming out Friday. I, I'm not that hardcore about him anymore, but around the like. Like between 2002 and 2006, 7, 8, yeah. I was a pretty big Eminem fan. He didn't really need, he doesn't need to do anything anymore at this no, point. He's set. But I feel like he's one of those ones that, where he really did come from actual poverty and he knows what it's like to really legit be poor, that he's not going to be like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm just going to coast now. Yeah. Like, I couldn't see him it, doing that. It's too ingrained in him to, I need to work to survive. Yeah. Even though he is probably could be good for the rest of his life now, I I think he has too much of a, a work ethic to to do that. Yeah, that's just my opinion. But. He's always going to be doing something. I would get bored too. I would think just not doing anything ever. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel kind of bad for Dan because I've I've been that friend where the rest of the group has kind of picked up this running joke and kind of pick at you and pick at you. <laughs> I thought they were all being pretty annoying. And Dan, when he gets up and roars, though, it was kind of like his way of being like, I need all of you to just shut up and stop now. And, and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a lying a lion he was going for. I, I wrote, because I had written down, he could do a lion or a wolf. I think it is like kind of I said, or what about a Canadian goose? <laughs> the majestic Canadian <laughs> goose. None of them did a goose, did <laughs> You they? all are forgetting about. Canadian gooses. <laughs> you silly gooses. That's all I have for the cold open. Yeah. All right, the Hicks are gathered around the kitchen table in the farmhouse. Derry is on the phone with Annick, but after he hangs up, Katie and Wayne warn him about being too needy with a girl like that, which is to say... A super, super, super hot girl. Marie Fred joins them at the table. It's the longest day of the year, the summer solstice, as Dan puts it. It's also the day of the Century Club at Modine's. The challenge is to drink 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes. The tradition began when Uncle Eddie got the worst sunburn. This side of Sasky. Oh, Saskatchewan. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get that either. Yeah. And had to spend the entire day inside drinking the bar down. Well, he didn't have to, but he chose to do that. <laughs> Katie observes that competition is light as the skids are sober, which I was surprised to see. Yeah, but I made note of that because it was like, okay, they are sober. Yeah. Because we had wondered if they were staying sober or yeah. not. But I guess, I mean, I guess they're not even drinking then, so good for them. Yeah, but they're still, I, I put sober, question mark, but still dancing, I guess. Because we <laughs> saw them dancing last episode. Yeah. Out in the parking lot. Just seems like a not sober activity, in my opinion. But Yeah, I, I would probably need to not be sober, at least to go dance like that in a parking lot. But I mean, maybe if they just genuinely enjoy that activity, they need no liquid courage or any other kind. Proud of them, though. Mm-hmm. So, and and then Riley and Jonesy called in sick, in quotation marks. The McMurrays are in, though, prompting a groan from the others. Wayne warns Marie Fred to avoid McMurray who will be faced and thus spouting off putting things about his boys' trips. Katie and Marie Fred want some examples of the things McMurray says, which the others are extremely reluctant to provide. After much cajoling from the girls and repeated warnings from the boys, Wayne and Derry begin imitating McMurray's voice and mannerisms. You and can I'm, skip that if you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give y'all any examples. You heard it, and if you didn't hear it, you can go listen to you it. You can on go listen show. to it. You'll want to avoid McMurray today. Is that possible? Why? Well, it is a century club, so he'll be shit faced. And when McMurray gets shit faced, things come out of him that are off putting. Like what? No, this one's best left parked. And then, I'm going to read this next part real quick. Katie and Marie Fred are horrified by the degrading sexual talk, as is Dan. Marie Fred gets up, shouting in French, and storms away from the table. Returning, she addresses Katie, who gives Derry a stiff slap. Katie wonders if Mrs. McMurray joins in. 
considering that they are part of the lifestyle. But Dan only says that different strokes are for different folks, and that is none of their business. Okay, that is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot to unpack. That. <sighs> let's okay. Let's start with let's start with Derry though. Okay. The phone call. His neediness is palpable. You felt it through the screen. Uh, yes, and I could feel. She's not even in this episode, other than just being on the phone. I could feel Annick's annoyance when you constantly have to reassure somebody that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. It's the most annoying thing ever. I have also been You've there. Been- <laughs> I totally understand. It's, but it's one of those things where this is already done, in my opinion, because I, I have I have been there, like I said. But you don't start asking those questions until you notice a shift in attitude. Until you really need some reassurance. It's not even reassurance. I. I it, feel like, like I and, and here I am. I I've studied psych in mm-hmm. school and I'm very hyper focused on other people's behavior mm-hmm. and it, I would like to think I can tell when someone's acting different. So she's already and that's what I'm thinking is she's already starting to be withdrawn at yes. this point and that's only increasing the yeah. amount that he's it's perpetuating. doing. It's perpetuating. Yes. It's a self what do they call it self fulfilling prophecy yes you're making everything worse by wanting to not make things worse Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel bad for him because i i know that feeling where you're you know something's not right but you're trying your best for it to be okay (laughs) you're trying to will it into being exactly (laughs) by asking over and over and over again if it's okay yeah i yeah i mean i would i've never been this bad where it's like i get off the phone 20 minutes later i should call and see if everything's okay i know because that's what he was like uh let me just call her and make sure that's okay and everything i can see katie's frustration she's a little bit mean about it how she goes about it but i guess to me she's not wrong though yeah aggro katie in this episode did not bother me because i felt like it was justified in my opinion yeah the way she is with dairy here and then coming up how she is towards the McMurray situation, yeah, I felt was fairly justified for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised Wayne said that Anik was so hot. It made me laugh that he starts to say two supers, and then he catches himself like, and does three. Nope, yeah, nope, needs another one. <laughs> yeah, super, super, f- super hot. <laughs> that part made me laugh, but it is a little strange because she doesn't seem his type. Yeah, it's, I don't, I think it kind of just catches me aback because he didn't seem super impressed in the first place. Yeah. So now it just seems like a after the fact thing. Things that, yeah. I thought it was funny that Katie was saying sports illustrated swimsuit edition. It's like, Katie girl, so are you. Yeah. Every girl in Letterkenny so far basically has been. (laughs) So they're making her out to be super hot, which she is hot. She is, yeah. Everybody who's been on the show has been hot, so it just doesn't seem too out of the ordinary. It's like there are really not many. There's not really any unattractive girls on this show. Yeah, even the ones that are crazy are attractive. I mean, like, Mrs. McMurray is still a good-looking woman. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway... Marie Fred looked cute in this. 
She did. I like their little gun cocking thing that they have going on. But did it bother you how they reacted to... Because again, okay, so they go into the McMurray, what he says, mm-hmm. which... I don't, yeah, we don't have to repeat it. We don't have to get into that it. Was, I was so uncomfortable watching that. I don't like that word. Have you seen the bloopers for this scene? No, but I can only imagine it was hard to get through. Because they do try to act like him, too, where he gets really close to people. Even if it was Wayne doing it, not actually saying those things to you, but just telling you what things were said. But if he was that close to you, it would make me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It would really make me uncomfortable if it was McMurray actually telling this story. Yes. But I thought their reaction was unjustified here, though. The girl's reaction? Mm-hmm. But you go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Let me first say this. Yes. Their imitations were spot on and yeah. hilarious in that they were spot on imitations, in my opinion. The last episode that they did, I thought Derry did a better McMurray. But this episode, I thought Wayne did a better McMurray. I wrote down that Derry looks like... The guy from Men in Black who has been taken over by the aliens. <laughs> the one who wants sugar water? Yes! <laughs> he sounds and looks just like him in this scene. And you cannot convince me otherwise. Now that you say that, yes, I can see he's, he He's gone full dinosaur. And by that, I mean his chest and neck are out and his hands are back here. <laughs> he's got the turtle. And he's in your face. It is the funniest thing. But you can't tell me that's not true because it's exactly what he looks like. That's hilarious. Anyway, I digress. That's just my... uh, That's my opinion of his impression. That's just... And I'm sticking to it. (laughs) I did have a little Marie Fred ding in here before we get to the things McMurray says. Yeah, sure. And again, this is just... You're supposed to still like her at this point. And so it probably wouldn't bother anybody else watching it. But when they say, oh, it's the, you know, the longest day of the year. And they're like, oh, we're going to go do this thing. She says, that's cool. Are we going? But they haven't said anything about what it is at all. And mm-hmm. I was like, how could something sound cool when you know absolutely nothing about it? Yeah. If they had said, we're going to do this. This is what it is. Oh, that's cool. But somebody just saying Century Club, that could be an abundance of things. Yeah. Nothing about it immediately sounds cool and i don't know why but it bugged me (laughs) i understand i it's weird because i have had the opposite reaction this whole episode i was heartbroken this whole episode because i liked her so much in this and i saw how much wayne liked her so much in this yeah and it just really every time i think about it it just hurts me again it makes me mad yeah and it's yeah even their little gun cock thing can't be as cute as it should be because because we know because we know (laughs) (sighs) oh this all started apparently because of uncle eddie getting a bad sunburn and staying inside all day did i ever tell you about when we were on our honeymoon and i abandoned josh because he got a sunburn no (laughs) (laughs) you're like peace out i'm gonna go explore greece (laughs) Well, no, we uh, we just went to Florida for our honeymoon because oh, right, um, right. we were young and broke at the time. But <laughs> I ca- we went out to the beach for one day, and then it was very cloudy Hi. and windy. So while we were laying out 
on the beach, I said, hey, like, just, you know, go ahead and put sunscreen on again. And he's like, oh, no, you know, I'm not getting burned. I'm not getting burned. And Those he, overcast days are the mm-hmm. ones that'll get you. He was destroyed. I mean, <laughs> I... It was probably just short of a medical problem. Oh, man. But but it was like the second day of her honeymoon. Oh. And I didn't... Like, I love you, Josh, so much. But I just so didn't want to sit in, in the hotel room. I did, you know, like, I just kind of booped around and did things that, like, I went, I think, um, shopping at the consignment store and things like that yeah things he wouldn't enjoy anyway in florida did you guys go it was clearwater beach oh see that's and that's a good one they got little shops and stuff yeah walk around and uh, yeah godiva (laughs) she's She's like this is boring i don't even i I wasn't there and nobody's petting me and i didn't get to go to the beach oh in college i took a scuba diving class and we went to florida over spring break to dive Mm -hmm. And when we were down there, one of the guys got a sunburn that was one of the worst I've ever seen. His yeah. head swelled. Like, oh, my gosh. You could, he could, like, push on his temples, and you could see, like, edema. A like, yeah, it yeah. would leave an impression afterwards. Isn't that a po- the point where you're, you have I to think go to he the probably hospital? should have. Yeah. But he didn't. I hope he's okay now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Oh. I'm sorry, uh, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you have a sunburn that bad, you don't want to do anything. I anyway. understand. Yeah, it was like he didn't want to do anything, but go back to sleep, but also not touch anything. Yes, you know? yes. And so I couldn't have done anything or hung out. I wouldn't have made it any better, really. By being so. there, your presence wouldn't have added anything at that point. Yeah. Oh man. But we found out about the Century Club and. I didn't understand it until later on, but I was like, oh, 100. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, once it's explained, yeah, yeah okay, that's fun. Let's go do that. Yeah. But just saying, oh, the Century Club, to me, it sounds like a Rotary Club kind of thing. Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. It just seemed like nothing about that sounds cool. Stop acting like that. But See, it was cute when Derry said, you try dating a French girl. And she says, what did she say? Yeah, bud, give that a shot or something like that. That was cute. Yeah. See, I love how enmeshed their lives seem to be at this point. It seems cute and they're very comfortable together and they seem like they're really in it. Mm-hmm. Which pisses me off. Seem like they are. <laughs> and we both did beer math. Do you want to wait and do that later when they're at the bar? Talk uh, about yeah, that? if you, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so the next scene is our boys, Riley, Jonesy, Ron, and Dax, hold a summit in the washroom at the gym. At first, I was confused why they were in the bathroom, but we, we found out later. They're talking about the progress of their takedown tourney. They rattle off their various hookups identified by their ethnicities, which I don't know how I feel about that, yeah. uh, prepared for the final day of the tourney, and they say, Wonderful. Final day of competition, let's all take a piss and get fucking some Nepalese Maritimers. That's Wait, Isn't that a sailor? <laughs> isn't that a boat bud? Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a boat bud. <laughs> but as they begin to pee, however, they all begin wailing in pain and wonder who might be to blame. And I think they're to blame, bud. But are they asking everyone for, like, their 23andMe? Like, what is, how do you know what... I have never slept with someone and been like, by the way, I'm German and Native American. Just, <laughs> just so you can write that so down. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know? Uh, you, I, anyway, but, and then, yeah, I just put, they're all getting 
you're all getting what you had coming. Get it? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> you're you're all in on that meme of the dog that's pleased with himself. The dog with the baby. Yeah. When it's like, ah. Yes. <laughs> I did finger guns. So, yeah, I, I have crested that dad joke hill. I'm okay with it, though. <laughs> I will say, just the more that they talk about this, I... The less you like it? I, I hate it. It's it grosses me out and it's not i'm not here to slut shame like hey if that's that's what you want to be into be like do it but that's not even what they're doing yeah it's it's not that they're just sleeping with a lot of people they're making a game out of it and that is yeah i don't like this for our guys or for ronnie and daxi and are they i guess not being safe i'm wondering or are they and this is just an I don't unfortunate know. It seems circumstance. Like if you sleep with that many people, you you would have to yeah. use protection. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe if they're just thinking not pregnant protection, like if she's on the pill, that's enough. I don't have to use a condom too. Oh yeah. It's been a really long time since I've slept with anybody else, so I you know it's not something I've had to worry about in a minute. But I can't imagine, especially if you go in knowing like, hey, this is what we're trying to actively yeah. do use a condom i don't know i use lots of them i wrote down i'm so i'm fine with them hurting at this yeah, point because it's not just them now like what about <laughs> these other people <laughs> what did wayne say no was it katie or dan anyway that when they were at the farmhouse and they left their jeep outside and it's like <laughs> they've got to learn they've got to learn themselves and i'm like yeah they do and yeah they're just getting what they deserve at this point <laughs> Oh, man. So, their little storyline's very, very small. We go back to the Hicks and Marie Fred. They get to Modine's. Glenn tells them that he will be on duty to allow Gail to binge drink with the guests. Which is a form of alcoholism. Which is a form of alcoholism. <laughs> He's very dog. Regina George in this whole episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so cute. That's a... I I've heard of God I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that is such Glenn energy. Oh, I love it. Glenn introduces himself to Marie Fred. I didn't realize he hadn't met her before. I, I just to interject on that real quick. It struck me as odd because they talk about how Glenn knows everything going on in Letterkenny. True. Marie Fred has been around for a minute. She's been staying at the farmhouse for like a friggin' year now. And how have they? Yeah. That's How does true. he not even know that Wayne is dating somebody? That seemed strange to me. Anyway, all right. Yeah, because she has to say, I'm here with Wayne. Yeah. Marie Fred, he says, looks like little Kathy Devenu or a Brigitte Bardot, which I don't know either of those people. So Brigitte Bardot was on a poster. She was really very pretty back in her heyday. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who the other one is, though. They sound... French or might be French Canadian. Hey, maybe. Gail interrupts to introduce herself as fucking yours. I didn't even realize that. That is great. Gail was hilarious to me in this anyway. She was <laughs> she was on point she had doing some the big most. Dick energy but, going yeah, on. She did. She has some big Gail energy. <laughs> big Gail energy. Bonnie McMurray enters in a revealing referee uniform to give the rules for the day no pissing no passing out and especially no puking and nobody said bonnie mcmurray that i noticed yeah and i think they did that on purpose because did you notice the music almost kind of like screeched out yes 
And I think it's because Derry's got a girlfriend. True. I don't know why Dan didn't say anything, and I don't know why Katie didn't say anything. Because they normally do. Because they normally do. But I think it was just to, like... I guess because the majority didn't care, yeah. then they all don't do it. Yeah, I, I guess. But that was... Okay, so Derry's in a relationship, so he doesn't have to fantasize about Bonnie McMurray yeah. anymore. And Wayne never did. Wayne never did, so. yeah. But I was still a little surprised that Dan and Katie, who normally both of them do, neither of them are seeing anybody right now, to my knowledge, I don't yeah. think. Unless Dan's seeing... The uh, Mennonite girl? Yeah, which Possibly. he might be. But just like, she's still beautiful and gorgeous, yeah. and angels sing when she walks in, but they're, <laughs> they don't have to fantasize about her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. All already for a beer, except Derry, who's on the phone again with Annick. Uh, Even Glenn warns him, a needy boy is a seedy boy. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't either, but I went to take it as though he's about to not have anybody to have sex with. I don't know. That might be a wild interpretation. That's kind of how I took it. Okay. I interpreted CD kind of gross. Yes. Which I feel like is fair. Yeah, that's fair for this show. But I've never heard that phrase before. Mm -mm. I do like how comfortable Marie Fred seemed to immediately be with Gail. She, she wasn't took it creeped stride. out. Yeah. She was just like, oh, this is colorful community things that happen. You know, this is just part of Letterkenny, and now I'm being part of Letterkenny, so I'm just so going I'm with part it. of this, yeah. yeah. Gail is... Is Gail funny now? Do I like Gail? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> do, 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 do. I, it was. It was like a try. Like, what is going on? It's how I... It's like how I felt when McMurray was funny to me in that episode, and I liked him the entirety of the episode. Yeah. Gail coming up... <laughs> and she's like, I'm here with Wayne. I don't know who he heard of. Is. Like, he, that is <laughs> Loved it. That is Big Dick Energy if ever there was any. And then Mary Fred asks her if she's coming, like, coming to the bar with her. And Gail says, I thought I concealed it. Yeah. And I was just like, Ferda. Ten points to Gail. Oh, that man. was perfect. Heavy hitting Gail today. She was... She was so funny to me. Kate came in hot, though. She was pissed. She's been she pissed was. since breakfast. Mm -hmm. She has been very, and I feel like justifiably aggravated. If I had a friend and I found out that their husband was doing these things and saying these things, yeah. not only doing them, but bragging about them afterwards and stuff, yeah. I'd be pissed off on her behalf as well. My one thing about it is Katie and Mrs. McMurray fooled around. So I feel like she doesn't get to be as judgmental. True. But at the same time, if not for that fact, I think that, yeah, she should be. I forgot about that. Yeah, that I was my only thing was you've actually fooled around with Mrs. McMurray. So I don't feel like you get to be as judgy, but I don't like the things that Mr. McMurray did oh, yeah. or was talking about <laughs> at all. No. But even Glenn was like, calls her out and like, Tone, you guys need to like, take it down a notch. Yeah. My Glenn. I don't know anybody who, no, okay. Another announcement, announcement <laughs> out there. No guys need to talk like this, even no. to your guy friends. I guarantee you, at least some of them are uncomfortable with it. I think that all three of those guys were, they don't want to hear about this. 
I wonder how much of it is true and how much of it is embellishment yes. and just either straight out lies <laughs> or exaggerations. That's like, so funny. Did you feel the same way? No. Well, okay. I'll I'll, t- I'll go ahead and tell you because we're not quite there yet. But when he does go in to start, you know, talking about his boys trip, mm-hmm. I said immediately this is not true. And I could tell you before he even gets through his first sentence, I can tell you why. McMurray does not have 17 friends. That was my thought. I was like, <laughs> who are these 17 guys that are going with him mm-hmm. anywhere? I don't know. I don't have 17 friends. And I definitely wouldn't want 17 friends who would want to go on a trip like that. But it, to me, it was, you know, like high school age boys or even into college when it's like, hey, I just want to tell them the story because they're going to think it's so cool. Yeah. Or even if it's not at all what happened. Maybe McMurray did go with a friend or two to Vegas, and a girl in a bikini walked by, and he said something to her, and then this whole story came of it. Even if she completely blew him off, this was the story that manifest out of yes. it. Yes. Ah! I dropped my notes. <laughs> That's more like what I think happened. Yes. Than the actual story. But him bragging about this as though it was reality even if it wasn't him just acting like it was is enough to make him repulsive in this episode to me yeah and i just don't get it because he always wants to impress wayne and he can tell wayne doesn't like this he doesn't say this is not a story that impresses wayne this is a story that makes wayne think that you're a piece of human garbage but anyway back to the mcmurray's the mcmurray's (laughs) get there stumble into the bar they're both drunk which i feel like you're starting out on a handicap here, bud. Yeah, right? He says, Wayne, how's the good in you, bad are you now? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I think I was trying to block him out. So they are both legit trashed when they get there. Yeah. Much less start this whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> Mrs. McMurray heads to the bar with Katie, Marie, Fred, and Glenn to get some gin. And McMurray says, he's a lucky man. Then... Since the sit-down pissers have left, which I hate that, <laughs> ask the remaining hicks if they now want to talk about the C-word that I'm not going to say. That I'm not going to I put in quotation marks, sit-down pissers. I hate McMurray in this one. I hated that a lot. Glenn says something about definitely not puking because there's carpet in here. And yeah. <laughs> the bar that I used to work at was carpeted, and I, I thought was that was ask- the stupidest thing ever. Oh, I wrote down, I said, what bars... I guess utility carpet's probably super cheap. It was it was definitely not nice carpet. Mm-hmm. There was no fluffiness or anything like that to it. It was just disgusting, gross old carpet. Yeah. But yeah, it still seems stupid. It, that carpet was not adequately getting cleaned. So especially if you're doing something like this where people are most likely going to vomit or you're worried about them peeing on themselves, Ugh. carpet is not the way to go. Exactly. Ugh, that's so gross. <laughs> this is summer solstice which I am assuming falls on a different day every year, probably. Mm, I think it's the same day every year. Like date? Date, yes. A different day of the week, but the same date. Okay. Yeah. So this could be just a random Tuesday, though. Yeah, it could be. And they're all just at the bar, is my thought. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good day for hay. No. Oh, what did you expect... Derry to say there in their little rhyme. Did you notice their rhyme when they came in? Derry was on the phone, and... They start to do like a little rhymey thing where Katie said something and Wayne and Dar- uh, Dan said something. And it should have rhymed with hay and day. And Dan says, but we're going to stay. And then Derry says, 
inside and Katie's like, you ruined it. But what was he supposed to say that rhymed there? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I didn't notice. I'll, the only thing I noticed was, that, you know, Derry's su- super distracted and I wrote that I was bummed out that he can't even, he's so worried about everything, he can't even enjoy himself with his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a red flag for not a healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> there, Derry. I love Katie's shorts. <laughs> I missed them. I'm not, I guess I've not been paying attention to her outfits as much. They're, well, they're just jean shorts, oh. but I liked, they looked a little bit longer than her normal shorts, mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, I'd wear that. I'd wear That's that. Cute. <laughs> and then this is where I did my beer math. I don't know if you did yours, because I was just trying to figure out the I, time frame versus the amount of actual beers it worked out mm-hmm. to i did mine i think when they were actually drinking but it's i have it on this page so let's hear yours first because i'm well i so a shot's what like one and a half ounces i put two ounces okay well okay. i just i just googled average shot and it was just the first thing that came up so mm-hmm. in in theory for me they would be drinking nine-ish beers in the hour and a half. So I put, and that's even, so for you, you under did what I did a little bit. Yeah. Because if yours is one and a half, I did mine as a shot as two ounces. So that'd be 120 ounces in an hour, which if you were drinking a bottle, which is 16 ounces, it'd be like seven and a half beers in an hour, which is more than I drink now, but it doesn't seem outlandish to me. Well, that's what I was thinking. It doesn't, that doesn't seem bad. If it were shooting, but it de- sh- I mean, it's definitely not. Mike, what would get me is not being able to go pee. Not being able to pee, and also just the consistency. Like, if you were just drinking a bottle of beer, you know, you could drink half the bottle in a drink, but then you could set it down for five minutes and, like, have a conversation. Yeah. The consistency of having shot, to- shot. Shot. It, it would have to be almost what every minute or so. It, it would be yeah. It's a shot every. Oh yeah, minute. shot every minute. Yeah. Um, and so at first it wouldn't be too bad, but I feel like as you got farther in, you would basically be doing your shot and then feel like okay, time for my next shot. Yeah. It, if you have to keep them all, and, and I guess you do have to. You can't just do two real quick and then have a small rest. Yeah. Because you got to stay with the group. It would be the lack of break in between. Yeah. It would be the consistency of the back to back to back to the back to back to back. Back to back to back boats. So I don't think the amount would be bad. I think the only thing that would get me, yeah, would be the not being able to pee and not having like a, you know, like I need a five minute break in here. Not being able to have that. They all have a beer before this. Uh, Mrs. McMurray's Has there gin. sipping on gin like it's water. Gin chaser. Yeah, a gin chaser. That's what you need, girl. Uh, they were talking about Quebec gin, and I wrote down... She asked Gail if, you know, can you get me some gin? And she said, we've got some Wendig- Wendigo. 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 We did it! We did it! We did it! Yay! Wendigo gin. And it's flavored gin from Quebec. It's flavored with sea buckthorn. It's a little, like, a bitter, fruity, and citrusy, that kind of bitter. Interesting. Yes. I hate gin. I'm not a gin fan. I think gin is disgusting. But I haven't had it a lot, and I haven't had it in a while, but I feel like I'm still going to hold true to I don't like it. Did the McMurray's drive there? Hope not. <laughs> like, and I hope that they're not driving home either. Well, Bonnie could dr- always drive them home. That's true. 
She didn't. Oh. She didn't drink. Bonnie didn't drink. But as far as but I could tell, that's true. Yeah, I hope that they're just asleep in the booth somewhere. I I would rather that. Yeah. Yes, not a menace to anyone else anywhere for the time being. Um, God, they were on it today. <laughs> and they have to carry her to the bar. She almost falls on the way to get her gin, and they are carrying her. This is a sign that you are not a good friend because you do not need to get this girl another drink or serve her anymore. Which is also a sign of alcoholism. <laughs> also a sign of alcoholism. <laughs> and I said Glenn wants to be in charge so bad <laughs> because Gail just keeps kind of doing her thing. And he's like, but next time ask me because I'm the bartender today. I feel like he wanted people to act like he was in charge. And not that he wouldn't be willing to do the work. But it's more of the honor. Yeah. The the title holder is what he wants, because when the people were talking about drinks, there was ample time for him to have been like, OK, I'll go get that. Yeah. And then Gail <laughs> steps true. in and says, I uh, go, go get that. And after the fact, he's like, oh, but let me know. Afterwards. Have you seen Grey's Anatomy? The early seasons? I think I've watched through, like, season 12. So I've seen a good chunk of yeah, it, I, but I, I haven't just, watched it in a while. I put that this has very Meredith Grey energy, where he's like, pick me. Choose me. Choose me. <laughs> Glenn is the sun. Yeah. <laughs> he is the sun a little he bit, is. though. I mean, let's be real. Oh, my gosh. That. For us to not love the language in this, I feel like this has been a fun <laughs> podcast episodes so far. If we had gone any more in depth into what McMurray said, I would be like, mm, I'm going home. But <laughs> since we kind of skimmed over that part, yeah, I'm good. Oh, man. Okay. Back to the gym really quickly. The gym rats reconvene with Riley and Jonesy declaring it not merely the end of the competition, but the end of days. Ron and Dax are nonchalant about the matter. They realize that... Oh, it's Riley and Jonesy's first STD. My God. Not only is this not their first, but Ron can't think of a time when he didn't have one, which is terrible. Terrible. The hockey players sink to the floor groaning in pain. I think we've learned a lesson, buddy, which is odd because we normally are all about the anti-lesson, buddy. <laughs> they realize that when you compete to take down babes and nearly win... And still could win, but then no one wins. So first, don't clap for STDs. Because they <laughs> applaud this. I know. This isn't your... This is... Your, your first, first STD! Adorable! Two, how have they not gotten something before? Because even though they haven't done a competition per se, they're always... Hitting up Tinder and Jim Babes. That's and, true. I mean, they're still getting quite a bit from lots of different people. So, three. End of days. End of days. <laughs> Four. Ron and Daxi have had more STDs than I've had sexual partners <gasps> at all. Yes. That's Five. intense. That's, in that's crazy. Five. Learn the lesson. Six. Still could happen. Seven, that rascal. <laughs> that rascal. That's all I have. <laughs> Clear eyes, full hearts, but no one wins. I hate this for them, but I like this for them. They I'm, needed this lesson. They needed the lesson. I'm glad that they learned the lesson. Yes. 
because like they said, sometimes they have a hard time learning the lessons. They're at a crossroads where they could continue and be nonchalant like Ronnie and Daxie are about this happening Mm -hmm. if they keep sleeping with just whoever. Or they could say, okay, I'm going to be more picky about what I'm going to do with who. It, it is. It's a life change. But it's, it's almost one of those things like you have to, some people have to hit rock bottom before they realize the error of their ways before they can make that change. I'd say this is about rock bottom for them. And and, and ag- now they can change. And again, I am pro do what you're sexual, gonna do. do whatever you want to do. But just be safe about it. Yeah, that's the big thing is like you have to be safe. And at this point, it's not just about you. It's like that, that middle school diagram that you see. It's like if Susie sleeps with this person and this person has slept with this person, you're sleeping with 25 people, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to think about your health and your partner's health and just do better. So hopefully now they'll do better. <laughs> At least a bit. I, yeah, that's my hope. I put down... Oh, see, the thing is, they can't even be having fun because they're always looking to the next person. And they're not, you know that they're not putting their full effort into it. It's just a numbers game. There's no actual effort. Yeah. You know, thankfully, I've never had to deal with this. But it seems like if you have something that's making your penis actively hurt, sex is not fun anyway. Yeah. So, there's that. (laughs) I guess Ron and Dax are just so used to the... That's hurt. how they seem. That this is just another Tuesday for this. It's just another Tuesday for drinking at Modine's. And yeah, because Riley and Jonesy seem to be in anguish. And Ron and Dax are just like, oh, yeah, no, just, yeah, it'll clear up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we go back to the bar, and it is a montage of the progress of the drinking contest. All get more disheveled as the afternoon progresses. Mrs. McMurray chases her beer with gin and tonic. She and McMurray do a shot with crossed arms, to Katie's disgust. At last, a hundred shots are done with, and Bonnie declares that everyone is one. Wayne, Dan, Derry, Katie, Gail, Marie Fred, McMurray, and Mrs. McMurray. She gives them leave to use the facilities. Glenn and the women... Get up to clean up. Okay. They get up to clean the table. If I didn't dislike Marie Fred so much, I would really like her. Right? That's exactly how I feel. Because when I first watched this through, before you know what you know, I did really like her. And I feel like she let me down too. I am disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm just <laughs> disappointed. And Marie Fred, I'm disappointed in you. And but I'm not yet. We're not there yet, but yeah, she'd we're pretty be disappointed. We're pre- I'm just I know it's coming. But yeah, she she could be a very likable person if she wasn't such a trash <laughs> trash pile. human. Human. <laughs> this is set to Fashionable People by Joel Plaskett. The montage is. I thought it the was The montage. Just a very good kind of party hangout drink song and you can see katie getting more and more like she came in aggravated yeah but all that drinking is doing is adding to that aggravation her anger is just exacerbating and then she's getting liquid courage yep it's about to go down it's about to go down (laughs) 
Yep, and the McMurrays are very disgusting with each other anyway when they're around. That's and true. especially if right now in Katie's mind, Mrs. McMurray is none the wiser about what's happening and McMurray is acting this way with her, it you know how I've told you I get mad for other people. Mm-hmm. So I understand Katie's rage with this. You're making this so much worse. I'm disliking you. I'm so much more disgusted by you because to me, you're doing this stuff behind her back. She doesn't know about it, and you're acting all lovey-dovey with her now. Like, that would trigger piss me off, too. Yeah, I get that. I wrote down, why is Bonnie the most responsible person in Letterkenny? (laughs) She totally is. (laughs) She's just... I don't know. She's just always doing the right thing, in my opinion. She Um, was nicer again in this episode. She felt more like Bonnie to me again. Yes, this, this was normal Bonnie. I wrote down, I could only imagine what it would be like if this was liquor. Ugh. If it was lit, yeah, that would be... Alcohol poisoning. It would be alcohol poisoning. I think. I think 100 shots of liquor, no matter how spaced out it was, would kill you. Yes. Should kill you, anyway. I love Dan's little flipped up hat. Did you see it when he got drunk? I was like, oh, you're so cute. (laughs) I know. I love Dan here. And the McMurrays could make anything sexual. I said, I bet these people go to the grocery store and make it uncomfortable. Oh, God, they probably do. Ooh, don't want them around my produce. And I wonder if this is colored water or if it's apple juice. I don't know. I think 100 shots of apple juice would make you sick. I know. That's what <laughs> like I was it would thinking. Just be too, too much. Too sweet. Sweet, yeah. yeah. Which we, we don't see them do 100. That's true. So, you only see them take about seven shots, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's true, too. I could do seven shots of apple juice, but I'm just pretty hardcore, so... And then, and then Glenn goes, huzzah! <laughs> I missed that! That was so cute! Aww. Like, everybody wins! Huzzah, gang! Huzzah! <laughs> and I'm like, well, what would ha- anyone have won? We never yeah, established. A, a prize was not talked about or anything. It's- I am surprised they didn't have somebody drop. You know, but I I'm was glad. waiting for somebody too. I wonder why they decided to make everybody win. Just to keep the McMurray standing, preferably, I would say, <laughs> so they could go into this nonsense here. Oh, I love this. I know. Dan starts to talk about how fast he was in high school. <laughs> Dan the wind, no last name. <laughs> Not as fast as the wind. <laughs> McMurray, however, changes the subject to hashtag. C Cripple 2016. He and his boys used that hashtag when they went on a Vegas trip. Hard rock, rooftop, poolside villas. The Hicks are not interested. He presses on to talk about the Australian Tasty who wanted him to piss on her to the disgust of the others. Wayne declares it's dark time. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Dan declares... You could not smoke and at that point be like, I'm going to go have a cigarette. Yeah. Like, I just... Anything to get away from you. Dan declares it's fluff time. <laughs> Derry says he needs to call Anik to make sure everything's good. Oh, my God. Katie's lost her patience with both Derry and McMurray. She smashes Derry's phone and starts to address McMurray when Mrs. McMurray calls her over. And I am so here for this aggro, Katie. Like, this little scene... I thought, you know, that's a lot, but yes to everything she's doing. (laughs) For the information she has at the time. Mm -hmm. Dan, I love it. The wind, I love it. He is absolutely adorable. I love Dan's drunk voice. When he starts to get drunk. 
and he talks like this. And <laughs> it's really quick. Just, yeah. <laughs> Everything's really quick. <laughs> and he just it's almost like, as quick as the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I just, I love, I love Dan, but I love drunk Dan too. Oh my goodness. McMurray's that person that everybody wants to stop talking. Oh that gosh. he does not get the hint from anybody. He doesn't take hints. He doesn't even take straightforward, like, McMurray, stop talking about this. Nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. He will still press on. Well, and he probably thinks he's super cool, too. Oh, like, I hate that. I hate I know, this so much. I hate but it. I also hate, Derry eggs him on here a little bit. He does, because Derry's like, I want to see how it plays oh, out. Uh, that's what I put. I stop. Put, Do not encourage this, Derry. <sighs> just stop. Yes, I put, just stop. Don't encourage this, Derry. Uh. I said, we are all Dan, because... <laughs> Dan is he, all of us. He goes to tell his story, and Dan says, please don't feel like you have to. <laughs> please don't feel like you <laughs> have to. He barrels over any kind of social discouragement that he runs into. This should not be acceptable storytelling. <laughs> exactly. I only saw one fluff here. Did, did multiple happen? He says the word a couple of times, and then he actually does it, and then he says it wasn't that. Okay. I think I was only counting... When he actually did it. If you were just counting the physical act of fluff, then yeah, I think there was just one. <laughs> so what did you think of Agro Katie smashing the phone? Phone sma- I would have preferred if she just took it from him. I think smashing it was a bit much. Only because a person's phone. <laughs> one, phones are expensive. And two, that's a lot of stuff that she might have. To me, I'm like, what if he just lost a bunch of pictures? That's where my <laughs> mind goes. But getting him off the phone, yeah, was completely called for. He didn't need to be calling her to make sure everything was okay. That makes me be like, Derry, I need some space. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I liked that she was about to go off on McMurray, but at the same time, I'm a little torn on this. Even if Katie and Mrs. McMurray had never fooled around. Because part of me really, really is like, Mrs. McMurray needs to know, so I need to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I need to go off on McMurray because he's a horrible human yeah. and does not need to be doing this. But then part of me is really, really with Dan. It's not our business. And if anybody needs to tell Mrs. McMurray, it's Mr. McMurray. Yeah. It's not you. But I'm. that's something I'm very torn about. I agree. Yeah. I am very team mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> but... I don't I, like seeing somebody being made a fool of. Yes. And that's how I think Katie is viewing it. If McMurray's going around bragging about this... And Mrs. McMurray doesn't know. That's a problem. Yeah. I I think so, too. That's, yeah, that's the thing, is it's the being made a fool of Mm -hmm. that I hate. Mm -hmm. If everyone is in on the joke, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But other, other than that... I mean, it's not a real relationship if you're not being honest. Yeah, because it's not something you would want done to you. So how can you be okay with allowing it to be continued to somebody else kind of thing? And I'm a little surprised Dan wasn't on team. Everybody needs to know all the information. You know, unless he knew, she knew already, I'm just kind of surprised. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's and that's a tricky thing. It's a tricky I, situation. I don't like getting in people's relationship stuff. Yeah. So I, again, very you know, mind your business, mm-hmm. but not to the extent of people being 
harmed. Like the STD thing. Yeah. What if he came home with something and gave it to her and she had no idea? That he was even, yeah. So. For I'm, it, I'm very 50-50 on it. Tell us what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Sorry, before we get off of it. <laughs> and not that this would ever happen. And I feel like we're very lucky in the relationships that we're in where we almost, uh, we just really don't have to think about it. But if something were going on, would you rather would, someone tell you? See, I don't know. I feel like yes. Because ignorance is not bliss. And no. like you said, I mean, like, what if he goes out and brings home an STD from yep. his boy's trip to Vegas? I think I would want to know. I would but I wouldn't want to find out because somebody's yelling at my husband in the bar, yes, though. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It should have been... The the way Katie was going about it definitely should have been different. But I, w- I think I would she was know. just so Some mad people don't want to know, though. I would want to. Some people yeah. get mad at... And at, at the, it's at the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that that saying is there for a reason because a lot of times it's misplaced anger. Yeah. I would want to know. I'm team. I would want to know. But the way you go about presenting that information yeah. does have to be different yeah. than Katie was going about it. Agreed. All right. So Mrs. McMurray takes Katie aside and asks her what she's doing the last week of May. As it happens, every year she and a cohort of gals head down to Cancun for a girls' weekend for the boys there on spring break, which the end of May would be their summer break. I know, I've got to look something up real quick just now thinking about that. Okay, I'll just finish this. Yeah, the, go ahead. The older ladies are there for the younger guys. <laughs> And the young guys are there for the older ladies. <laughs> Katie realizes that Mrs. McMurray takes part in the same kind of sexual adventures that her husband does. So uh, That's what I was just looking up. So this is supposed to be summer solstice. And she asks her what she's doing the last week in May. And I was thinking summer solstice is after that, which it is. It's June 21st. <laughs> So get your time straight, Letter Kenny. Either that, or she plans her trips way in advance. And I don't know any school and that. This is the the because I work at a school. This is the school education person to me. Like I don't know who's going on spring break in May. Right. That seems like closer to when you get out for the semester. Yeah, that's summer break for yeah, sure. For sure. But anyway, Mrs. McMurray. You need to mix in a water. But yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> mix in a water, bud. Let's stop, stop right there. Okay, so I'm, obviously, we find out Mrs. McMurray doing the same thing Mr. McMurray's doing. Not shocked. And I wonder for hers as well, is, I could see hers being more true, not because I feel like yeah. she'd be a cheater more, but I just feel like more people would be willing to sleep with her. <laughs> Horrible either like way. Like the movie Hall Pass? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I put the McMurrays are right back where they started for me. Because a couple of times, it's like, oh, hey, McMurray was pretty funny in this one. He's not that bad sometimes. but like, And they came barreling in in this episode. This episode has just knocked them all the way back down to first rung. So, Did you like the boob hold that she was at? She had I noticed Katie. the boob hold. <laughs> like, Katie. Ms. Murray doesn't just go to Cancun for the... The young guys. I did like that she kind of made herself out to be cougary. Cause she's not that old, but I guess if she's going for college, college boys, guys. Yeah, yeah, she would be straddling that cougar line. 
I said, ladies and gents, Letterkenny's own Will and Jada. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, that's the end of that quick scene. The McMurray slow dance affectionately, alone on the dance floor. Gail and the Hicks watch them from the bar, and Katie apologizes to Dan. Wow. Everybody take a moment. Mark the date and time. (laughs) Uh, she apologizes to Dan for jumping at him when he said the McMurray's lives were none of their business. But Dan is in a forgiving mood. We are none of us perfects, and that is what I appreciate about us. God bless us, everyone. That was a nice little line. I wrote down, and this is so freaking cute. Marie Fred's out on the dance floor, too, and motions Wayne to come join her on the dance floor, and they embrace and dance and you kind of end on a close-up of wayne's face like he's almost realized something yeah contemplative looking like a light bulb has clicked i wrote down that this is the moment he knows he's gonna propose to her yeah that's what i thought i'm mad at everybody (laughs) i'm mad at everybody we're gonna burn modines down i will riot (laughs) (laughs) but the mcmurray's seem happy i mean this is a scene where you think these weirdos are so happy together. They're happy together and say their stories are true as weirdo as that is in both situations. Mm-hmm. If they are both upfront about it, they both know about it, they're both okay with it, it's their life, you know? Maybe their weirdness is just they're compatible with each other if nothing else and like i do think they might genuinely be in love and to me how can you love somebody and then go to cancun and you know screw a bunch of people but that's just me maybe they can genuinely love each other and still do this i don't know i'm not as progressive as them i guess yeah there's plenty especially nowadays there's plenty of people in open relationships and throuples and and just, you know like what whatever works for you it doesn't yeah. have to work for me but yeah. it you know if that's what works for them because they do genuinely seem yeah. happy together and that's I, the important thing i think is we have no room to judge how anybody decides to do their relationship yeah, no. as long as and i'm cool with whatever as long as there's honesty all around Yes. I think everyone has to be on the same page or it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah, and that's that's the thing. You just you just have to be honest. The action is only part of it. It's it's dishonesty that's the real slap in the face. So if they're being honest about it, yeah. And I think that's what Katie finally clicks with her. Cuz she even says at the beginning they're part of the lifestyle, mm-hmm. like swingery kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And so they know. Yeah. There's that to a certain extent in the first place. Mhm. But she just made the assumption, and we all do in the beginning of this episode, that that doesn't go beyond them together. Yeah, that whatever they've experimented with before has been them as a couple. But I put, call her out, Dan, because he does. He was like, do you remember? I remember you yelling at me. Something (laughs) like that. Yes. I love sassy little Dan. I do, too. But then I put, at least she apologizes. Yes. Which I thought that was nice. You know, everybody's wrong once in a while. Because most of the time, she doesn't. She just yells and is mean, especially to Dan and Derry, and then just kind of goes on and never really apologizes. So I was glad that she apologized. You know, the omnipotent narrator 
of a movie. The Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit where the, you know, it's panning out, it's the end of the movie, and someone's learned a lesson. <laughs> and I said, this is Dan in this moment. And it's like, and everyone that day learned to mind their own. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's very much what I thought Dan energy was this episode. <laughs> Even though, I mean, there was a lesson to be learned because you can't just go off half cocked with half the information mm -hmm. yeah she was ready to pounce on mcmurray before even hearing anything from mcmurray yeah so she went in heated you know then he went and proved everything that they said correct but still yeah she needed a little more information this slow dance song was called fine shrine by purity ring huh. and it just made my heart very happy to see Wayne and Marie Fred dancing, and it was very cute. And then now I'm very sad. And now I'm mad. <laughs> and that was the day that Amber and Megan were pissed off. <laughs> that was the day that their heart shrank five times. <laughs> I liked also just a little side thing uh, Bonnie and Glenn's little friendship when they were leaving together. That's such a restaurant friend's energy. Yes. It's one of those friendships that's nice because there's no sexual tension at all. Exactly. And Glenn can make friendships awkward. And I'm sure that Bonnie is used to, if she offered a guy a ride home, that he would try to make it sexual. Yeah. So it must be very refreshing for her to just be like, hey, I'll give you a ride home and know that she's not going to be hit on the whole time. Yeah. She's going to get him sung to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> Fair. I love that. That was just so that, cute. It was. That was a sweet little interaction. Glenn did exactly everything I needed Glenn to do this episode. He adds, and even Gail, too. They are the side characters that add just the right amount of what they are. It was. They were both perfect. I agree. They were both perfect. He was just sassy enough she was funny to me this episode. Yeah, she killed it. This I episode. know. And the part where he's kind of peeking around behind her and she's still like gyrating, <laughs> yeah. hitting on Marie Fred, like completely not acknowledging Wayne. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know him. Yes, you do. And I know you soon. <laughs> that was, that was perfect. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Yes. Excellent. Very nice. Yeah. And that's all I have. I forgot to give it a score, so I'm gonna I'm gonna calculate really quick. What did you give it? I'm gonna just give it a six because overall wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't like the McMurray stories. I get that. Like a lot, don't like the McMurray stories. Gail scene really elevated it for me though. Mm -hmm. I'm giving, but that it was about it. A seven. Okay. Because I. Other than the language used by the McMurrays, <laughs> I think I really liked everything else that was going on. I think I got irritated. Was it last episode or episode before? I didn't enjoy the broken storylines. I mean, we had a little bit of the gem in this, but for the most part, we were adding to the overall story mm -hmm. enough with enough of the Letterkenny community that kept me engaged. It, so it I liked that. the overall story forward. Yes. Rather than just like, why was this, why did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. No, other, yeah. Other that. than random side stories that don't add anything. And they're, you know, silly, but it's like, okay. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know this isn't a soap opera, you guys. <laughs> we get that. And we, I, I do love this show. It's just, I get so, I get more drawn into the stories mm-hmm. act, aspect of stuff. it. And then enjoy, on top of that, the humor. So, that's why I liked this. Even though I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> oh, so soon. Oh, man. Soon. Do you have any, what's the scoop? No, he says that in this episode. Though. I know, I saw that. It was a really good clip, too. I might have Josh use that one next time. It was very Wayne. <laughs> very, very Wayne, yes. Uh, no, not not on this one. What was I, I did have something, but, you know, true to character, I didn't write it down. <laughs> and you didn't text me. <laughs> I didn't text you. Well, here's a scoop, and I'm going to tell you. This is, and it's not even a big deal. You know how, that we're Andrew Hurst stands. We... Hundred percent. He's the, the best. <laughs> so, I read a Distractify article that they interview him on. It's just about season ten, and it's not got anything super new in it. But we talked about you know things that they're doing beyond Letterkenny, and one thing that I knew that I'd heard Andrew talk about before was he's trying to write. Oh, and, and you know I think he's trying to write a book if I understand correctly. And in this article, it doesn't say exactly what it is, but they say that he's a, a horror writer. Really? So I guess he's trying to write a horror book. And I'm really interested. I mean, they don't say it explicitly. They say horror writer. So it could be short stories. I don't know. I know that he is trying to write. <laughs> when you said writing, like, that's not something I knew that he was into. I immediately pictured that- him writing a kid's book like love yeah. me forever <laughs> but horror is not something that i uh pictured him doing yeah it so shocked i would me. be interested maybe it's because he's so goofy in this show yes and when you picture a horror writer you picture someone like stephen king who's you know kind of creepy little, yeah <laughs> looks a little creepy like oh yeah that tracks but I'm interested in seeing what he writes then. Yeah, I'm really interested to see, I don't know if it's a book or what, but Andrew, you know, publish it, but we'll read it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm into it. I would read it. And that's all I have for this time. We'll, I guess, be back with you all for the season finale, season six, episode six, and it's called You. You. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's coming. It's finally, well, at least it's coming and we can get it done. It's that... Game of Thrones meme where it's winter is coming. We're all bracing for it. Yeah, we're bracing for it. So catch us next time for that fun time. Uh, Maybe it'll be a really fun podcast episode because we know that the episode is so not fun. Well, a lot in the story actually happens. So I think we'll see. We'll We'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. Congratulations, everyone. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line. 